time for the fastest hour of radio, Southern Race Week, with your host, William Barber. All right, welcome into this brand new week edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie. Continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast, which is available for you every Monday at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So when you get an opportunity, head on over there, check out any of our past episodes of Southern Race Week as well. And while you're there, we would really appreciate it if you hit that subscription button and subscribe to the podcast so that way every time a new podcast is up and available you'll get a notification to let you know that it's up and ready to go but uh, it is me yet again filling in for the fearless leader William Barber who is continuing to recover from a little laryngitis and since then I've gotten messages on our Twitter on our Facebook pages kind of wanting an update on what's been going on with William. I figured we'd get him on the program because he wanted to come on and kind of update all the loyal Southern Race Week listeners of his condition and how he is doing. So right now he's joining us here via the uh, Food Depot Zoom line. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in the one, the only, William Barber. Uh, WB, we are glad that you have been, you're able to be medically cleared to at least be on the first uh, seven and a half minutes of the program this week. William, how are you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing a lot better, a lot better. Um, it just goes to show that um, if you think you have a uh, scratchy throat, go to the doctor. What I thought was laryngitis turned out to be a paralyzed vocal cord. So basically one of my vocal cords, my left vocal cord stopped working and just kind of shriveled up and so i couldn't talk but um they went in and uh had a procedure done and um it's been a long road oh but we're getting there and i'm glad to be back on the show how much longer do you have the doctors told you that it could be before if there is a normal i guess well um six months and then after that, they will determine what the next surgery will be. But, um, hey, I feel fine. I mean, I, I do. I hate that it's tough for me to sit in a restaurant because you and I have been to, you know, bench warmers, our favorite water hole on the south side to go watch races. And to stand at a table with 10 to 15, 20 people. And I'm the quietest one there. That kills me, bro. We're in the upside down. But thanks to Food Depot, thanks to Spectrum Resorts, thanks to those great sponsors. Thank you, Alfie, for stepping in and, and really just taking the, taking the horns uh, this bull and, um, this might've been something that was good for you and the aspect of this brought you to where you, you were forced to be at the front. You were forced to be the lead anchor, if you will. So congratulations on a great job. You've done a wonderful, wonderful job. And I commend you on that. You are a great guy. You're a great friend. And um, you are the man 
and I appreciate you, bro. Wait, you know what? The, this is your baby, uh, William Barber. I'm just uh, running the ship here while you temporarily take some time off to get better, buddy. But uh, it's an honor and a pleasure to be a part of this uh, great broadcast and this great radio program that's been around before I was even involved in it. You started it. So uh, just glad to be uh, carrying it on while you're taking some time to recover and get better. But uh, thanks, William, for joining us. You're going to stick around here while we do the rest of the segment here. And I'm sure you'll join us here at the end to say goodbye to people before we get out of here. Sure. But, uh, but we do have a jam-packed program for you uh, in just moments. We're going to be speaking with Bubba Pollard. He was uh, in the XRS series uh, last week. So we're going to talk about his, uh, re- uh, his uh, thoughts and impressions of being out there at Five Flag Speedway for that. Also, Jamie Little, who called the first ever female play-by-play broadcaster in the truck series. So we'll talk to Jamie Little, and then we'll uh, wrap things up with uh, Rutledge Wood, as NASCAR will now be on NBC, USA, and Peacock. So uh, we'll talk to Rutledge Wood about uh, NASCAR taking over there on NBC. Hi, this is Winston Kelly, the executive director of the NASCAR Hall of Fame, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network itself. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And last weekend, the XRX series kicked off on CBS at Five Flags Speedway. A lot of exciting racing there last Saturday night at Five Flags. And one driver who is very, very familiar with Five Flags Speedway was able to participate in in the kickoff of the XRX season last Saturday. And we have him joining us here on the Food Depot Hotline. Ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome in short track driver extraordinaire from the great state of Georgia. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Mr. Bubba Pollard! Mr. Pollard, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here. On a Southern Race Week Radio, hopefully you're having a great day today, my friends. Yeah, I appreciate you having me on. Thanks. Uh, well, Bubba, I know you, we all know you're a regular friend of the show. You've been on the program multiple times uh, talking about all the great short track racing you've done all around the country, wins in the United States. You even got a win in Canada, for crying out loud. And with all this great recognition and you're able to uh, win your way into participating in the SRX series last Saturday at Five Flag Speedway. Now, before we talk about the racing and all the action on the track, tell us about your experience showing up at Five Flag Speedway, racing with all these amazing drivers from past and the present. What was that whole experience like for you? I didn't know what to expect because you see those guys, you've never been around them. They're celebrities. They're famous. But they just welcomed us in, and we just had a great time just telling stories and what they've done in the past and hearing those guys have fun with each other. I mean, it was it was just a lot of fun. It was a great experience, something we'll always remember, and hopefully we'll get to do it again sometime. You never know what future might hold when, when things, opportunities arrive like, uh, arise like that. So we'll just take it, and just a great weekend for, for everyone, for me, my family, my sponsors, and all the guys that, that's helped me get to where I'm at today, and, and just can't thank those guys enough. Now, you were on national television. CBS Television, Carry the Action, Five Flag Speedway, a track that you're very uh, familiar with. Maybe a lot of the other drivers who are part of the series might not be too familiar with Five Flag Speedway. So were you giving them advice, or were they coming to you? Since many people know that you're a big-time racer on that track, did you have people coming to you asking you questions about the track and, and how it races? Yeah, a lot of the open-wheel guys were talking back and forth and, and what the racetrack's going to do and, and how you drive it and how you change throughout the race and kind of what you're expecting and, and the tires are going to fall off. And, yeah, it was fun uh, giving feedback and listening to those guys and, 
and uh, just bouncing information off of each other and, and learning from them. And, you know, I'd never sat in the car before, so I was having to rely on them just as much as they were relying on me. So it was a lot of, it was a lot of fun, and it was a cool experience and um, talking to those guys. You know, we all got the same goal, whether it be some form of indie cars or, or what, whatever their background of racing may be, uh, is to win races. And that's what those guys, you know, they're tough. They put that chin strap on that helmet. They get after it. It's every man for himself. So, yeah, just uh, it was cool racing with those, traded some paint with some of them and, and things like that. So it was pretty neat. Speaking with short track driver Bubba Pollard here on Southern Race Week Radio as we break down his amazing experience last Saturday in the SRX season opener at the Five Flag Speedway. And as you mentioned, you know, you were driving with uh, Helio Castroneves, Ryan Newman, Greg Biffle, Michael Waltrip. Uh, you know, so many different uh, names and different racing series. For you personally, was there one driver that you really were looking forward to maybe sitting down and chatting with and, and getting some information about the, the type of style that they drive and, and whatever series they drive in? Well, I just listened to every everything and uh, taking it all in about, you know, what, what everyone was doing. It was pretty neat. Um, Bobby Labonte, you know, he's been racing a lot of modified races, so he's been doing some short track racing with us. It was cool. To listen to that, Ryan Newman uh, ran the little 500 a couple of weeks ago with a sprint car, and that's a bucket list that I that I would like to do. You know, uh, may not ever get the opportunity, but I would like to do that. And uh, you know, Tony, he's he can drive anything. And then you got Helio over here that that's going to Iowa for IndyCar test today, uh, and talk to them. So it's pretty cool listening to everyone. And you got Bill Elliott over here that's giving you the old old school advice and listening to his old stories and. Them poking fun of Helio because he can't talk English, so uh, it was it was fun. Um, you know the guys are great. They're you know and all in all they're just like we are. Uh, they get out and uh, have fun and and um, you know that's what it's all about. They, they at the end of the day when they're sitting back there in the in the in the motorhomes. They're, they're having fun just like us, and that's what it's all about. Now, let's talk about the race itself. Very exciting. You did such a great job out there. Uh, one of the things the broadcast was talking about is how impossible and difficult it is to pass Ryan Newman in any race, and you were able to do that late in the race to get a second-place finish. You followed uh, behind Helio Castroneves, uh, Spider-Man, who uh, climbed the fence after his win. So tell me about your second-place finish. I mean, that must have been a huge deal for you with all the names that were – racing with you and then being able to pass ryan newman to get that second place finish what was how was that battle with newman like it was a lot of fun i've I watched newman you know, growing up you know you know we knew how uh he races and and how tough it is and and paul tracy man he's he's tough to pass as well but um i just tried to go out there and race those guys how i want to be racing and um racing with respect and hopefully you know they were you know, respect me, you know, when it was all said and done of how I raced them clean and, and things like that. You know, we started the race off there and won the first heat race, inverted us for the second one. So we started 13th, and I think we drove up to 6th or 7th there. So we had a good starting spot for the feature, really, with the best average finish there, started us on the pole and, and raced uh, with Helio. I think Tony Kanan was there. He runs second in the heat race, and me and him had a battle back and forth, Ryan Newman. We traded some paint there, uh, and I was able to, um, get around him, but well, before that, I, I had a flat tire on lap, uh, I think it was 25 or 30, that sent us into the pits. We had a left rear flat that um, that we had to a puncture in and had to come in and get a new left rear tire and, and make our way back up through the field. So I had to pass a lot of those guys and race with them. And, and I think if I, if I could have got by Newman a little bit quicker, 
I think uh, we could have had a shot at it or had the cautions play out our, our, in our way that that uh, we could have had a shot at winning the race at the end of the day. But uh, just a lot of fun, and I and, uh, can't thank everyone at Camping World, High Point, um, SRX, uh, Five Vikes Speedway, and just everyone that's helped me out for the opportunity and, and, the, and the cool experience. Now, many of us here along the southeast are big fans of Bubba Pollard. We know what you're all about, but there's probably a lot of households, a lot of places around the United States of America who don't know who Bubba Pollard is. Do you think being able to race on primetime on CBS at Five Flag Speedway possibly might have opened the door to maybe, especially with your second place finish, maybe introduce yourself to a whole other group of fans and racing fans who might not know a lot about Bubba Pollard but now might be interested in learning a little bit more about you? Yeah, and that's that's the great that's the greatest part of it is is um, you know getting our name out there and not only for me but short track racing in general uh, where they can they can go maybe to their local short track on Saturday night and support it and uh, that they didn't know it was there um, that that we typically race so um, not me as much as hopefully it just you know gets the the word out of what what type of cars I drive and where I race at that that they can come out on Saturday nights and go support their their local short track that's what it's all about and hopefully we can do that um and um you know just just keep building the sport that's what it's all about and of course you uh, know a lot about that because Sonoya Raceway is also a track that you're helping run your family's running that as well and I know you got a lot of events uh coming up there as well so let's give out all the information Bubba if our listeners want to follow along with what's going on with you and your career and then also keep up with what's going on at Sonoya Raceway where can they go to get all that information sir yeah, just go online, bubbapower.com, check us out. We have events, schedules of where we're going to be. We, we race all across the country in Wisconsin uh, next couple of months, Maine, uh, Michigan. So we got we travel a lot. We'll be in the Carolinas uh, coming up here soon. So, um, you know, just get online, check us out. We got some, some merchandise that uh, we, we put online today, uh, some new stuff that we come out with. So everyone get on there and check it out. Go purchase, purchase it and ship it to you. And uh, we also, you know, have the dirt track down here in Sonoy, um Raceway, and and just having fun doing that, learning. We have a lot of great events uh, coming out coming up throughout the year, and then our Peach State Classic at the end of the year that pays fifty three thousand to win. You'll see some of the stars there: uh, Jonathan Davenport, uh, Brandon Shepard, and some of these guys, Chris Madden. I mean, you're going to see. Um, hopefully, we can build this show bigger and better every year. And, and uh, you never know. We had Chase Elliott a couple of weeks ago. Um, you know, he's a friend of ours that's, that supports uh, Sonoma Raceway and supports short track racing. So it's good to have him. And hopefully we can get him back in November. We'll see how it goes. And hopefully he's winning a cup championship. But, um, you know, hopefully we can have him and, and we can have some fun the rest of the year. Well, should be exciting. Looking forward to see what the future holds for you, Mr. Bu- uh, Bubba Pollard. We always appreciate you taking the time to join us. And uh, BubbaPollard.com, once again, is the website to check out everything that's going on with Mr. Pollard and the rest of his uh, schedule for the uh, 2022 year. Uh, as always, sir, appreciate you taking the time. Uh, good luck to you in the rest of your season, sir. And I'm sure we'll catch back up with you down the road to keep up with what's going on with you and your progress, as well as everything that's going on at Sonoya Raceway. Sounds good. I really appreciate you having me on uh, anytime. Hey, everybody. This is Ben Rose, the 2021 NASCAR Camping World Truck Series champion, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right. Welcome back to this brand new edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. We continue on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And I'm very honored and privileged to welcome our next guest here into the Southern Race Week Radio program, a great friend of the show, 
It's been on a couple of times before, and we're glad that she's able to come back and join us this week. Ladies and gentlemen, coming to us from an undisclosed location somewhere in the United States of America, you can watch her on Fox Sports as she's bringing you NASCAR coverage. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Miss Jamie Little! Miss Little, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. You've been a great friend of the show. You've been on a couple of times. I'm really glad and privileged to welcome you back here. And as I've told you before, I'm a big nerd fan of yours. So uh, I really appreciate you uh, taking the time to join us this week. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. Yeah, I've been, I'm actually, I went from four wheels uh, last weekend to four cars here at the Westminster Dog Show. Yeah, so I know you're a busy lady all over the place, but I wanted to have you on the program because you, you are a trailblazer. As you make so much history, you were the first play-by-play female to call ARCA race action of FS1. And last weekend, while in Knoxville, you have the great honor and privilege to do in the play-by-play for the truck series, the first female to do that. Um, that must have been quite an honor and a privilege for you. I know you were filling in for Vince Welch, who normally does the truck series play-by-play action, but he had a wedding I think he went to or something like that. So when did you get the call that you're going to be filling in for Vince calling uh, the truck series race last week in Knoxville? Yeah, I actually had found out um, Austin weekend. So I had known for a couple months and uh it was exciting. I gladly accepted, um, you know, the responsibility to take over the truck series for the Knoxville race. And, you know, you mentioned being the first to do it. And with that, I think comes a lot of responsibility. You know, I think that there's a little more, a few more eyeballs watching just to see, okay, this is going to look different. It's going to sound different. How is she going to do? What's her style? And um, I couldn't have asked for better. I think it went off great. But you know what? When the racing is great, it makes everybody's job easier and it makes everybody look good. So, Hopefully, uh, people enjoyed it, and uh, we had a great time calling it. Trevor Bain was with me, and Bill Parson. So there were just a lot of stories to tell, and, and I had a great time. I absolutely loved it, and obviously, I'm still growing in that role and still learning as I go, but I loved every minute. Now, obviously, this is a lot different than when you're in the pits, which is normally where you are during truck series races, cup races, and all that. As far as the transition between going from the pits to the booth, how is that for you as a transition like? Well, you know, when you're in the pits, it's all about telling stories. It's all about giving updates on what's happening now. It's telling the story of what's going on with the team that week or that weekend and getting, you know, word from the horse's mouth right then and there. I can go to any crew chief on pit road and ask them what's going on. Um, you know, things are developing. And when you're in the booth, you're not in the mix of all those people. So you're an air traffic control cop, basically. You're watching and listening and throwing the break and throwing the promos and weaving in the pictures and the pit reporters and your analysts. It's, it's kind of like, you know, you're right in the middle of all of it and you're orchestrating it all. But you're also trying to tell stories, give a little bit more insight and depth, um, but also leaning on your analysts to, to fill in those color pictures and, and give more depth. And it's a completely different role. It's a new skill set. It's a big challenge and definitely different for me. But I think kind of finding that balance of just being myself, being who I am, not trying to sound like somebody who's come before me, and just being my authentic self-calling a race that I love so much is really the key. Now, I'm sure how you prepare for a race when you're in the pits is probably a lot different than how you prepare yourself for when you're getting ready to call a race. For you, what's the different preparations for you getting prepared to call a race 
rather than having to be in pit road and calling the action from down there. You know, it's so embedded in me to talk to crew chiefs and drivers and get updates and stories and things. So that stays the same. I really feel like that prepares you for a broadcast, no matter your role. But in the booth, you know, I really need to be on top of, you know, watching the restarts and does anybody jump and what's race control saying and doing and, and bringing it up to the fans. I think that's all a little bit different. You have to be aware of all of those things going into calling a race. Uh, speaking with Jamie Little here of uh, NASCAR on Fox, as we're discussing uh, the Truck Series action the last week in the Knoxville, as she was the first female to call uh, play-by-play action. Now, Jamie, you have been around this sport for such a long time, and women in this sport have grown not only behind the wheel, but also in the broadcast area of the booth and, and pit road as well. Do you feel as being the first female to call a truck race for Fox and seeing probably a lot of young women who are probably watching the race and following along with you. I mean, what is that like for you to have when you're at an event or at a race or anywhere you go for little girls to come up to you and, and maybe talk to you, want to get advice or, or want to know how it can how they can get to where you are? What, what's that like for you when you have young ladies who come up to you and, and want to talk to you, get advice, get a picture and, and, and you know, just have a little interaction with you? Yeah, that's incredible. And, and, you know, like I said, the word responsibility, I think when you are the first at something, there's extra eyes on you because maybe those people are seeing that for the first time. They're seeing this person that they thought could only do this role um, in a new role. And I think that that's something to really take to heart and you want to represent so well because you want to inspire the next generation. And I think the biggest compliment I could ever get is when a young girl or even a young boy come up and they watch me and they're excited for what I do because that's what they want to do one day. So being an example for them is a big honor and something that I'm very aware of, but it is certainly the biggest compliment I can get. Real quick before I leave you, I do have an ARCA question for you. Roger Carruth, who's been a great friend of the show, is on here a dozen times, Rev Racing. They do such a great job. Uh, it's incredible to see how Raja has developed and grown. He's done Xfinity. And he did trucks a few weeks ago for the first time. Tell me a little bit about Raja Carruth and your thoughts on the progress of this young man. Oh, I love Raja. I, I met him as a race fan. I think it was just four years ago at Richmond Raceway. That was his home track. And we have a picture together. He actually showed it to me uh, a couple of months ago. And now for him to make it to where he has in such a short period of time, I think that's a perfect example of if you can dream it, you can make it happen. And he is so devoted to his craft. He does all the right things. I think for any driver coming up, you look at somebody like Raja, who studies the sport. He makes himself there. He he walks in the garage to talk to drivers in Xfinity or the drivers on the cup side. He makes phone calls. He digs deep. He sees what he needs to do and how he needs to do it and how he can be better all the time. And I think you've seen it. I mean, what he did in the truck series at Gateway is, was, I mean, heck of a run for him. It was, I think that was a really standout moment for him. Um, but I think he's going places. I'm excited to see what the future holds for him. He has a lot of talent, but he just has that work ethic that you have to have to set yourself apart. Uh, Miss Little, if our followers and our listeners want to follow you on uh, social media, keep up with what's going on with you, where can they go to, to keep up? Yes, Twitter and Instagram at Jamie Little TV. Miss Little, thank you so much for taking the time to join us this week on Southern Race Week Radio. Continued success the rest of the season and the year, and hopefully we'll catch back up with you down the road, my friend. All right, thanks so much for having me. This is Mason Massey, driver of the number 91 Chevrolet. You're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio network itself. You continuing on with this brand new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. Well, now the baton is being handed off. 
for NASCAR TV coverage as Fox will hand things off to NBC, USA, and the Peacock Network. And they'll continue to bring you NASCAR coverage all the way until the final race of the year when a champion will be crowned and one of the many faces and voices you'll be seeing and listening to during NASCAR coverage. As I mentioned, we'll begin this weekend as NBC Sports will be at Nashville Super Speedway with the Ally 400 Cup Series race on Sunday, June 26th at 5 p.m. Eastern time on NBC. And Peacock with special pre-race coverage exclusively on Peacock beginning at 4 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, alumni of McIntosh High School in Peachtree City, Georgia, let's welcome back on the program Mr. Rutledge Woods! And greatest, greatest intro ever, year after year. Alfie, thanks for having me on, brother. Ah, oh, Mr. Wood, we always appreciate you taking the time to join us here in your home state of Georgia as a Local boy, done good for yourself, son, all over NBC, Peacock, USA, also on Netflix with Flores Lava. I mean, you're just taking over the world, my friend. Man, it's silly, isn't it? I just didn't want to work in a cubicle, and I think I've overshot <laughs> that boundary. So uh, it's, a, it's a great thing to have goals and uh, and just keep hustling, man. I, I love being back, and we're so, so excited to, to get the baton back, as you said, this weekend. Uh, for NASCAR and NBC to take back over in Nashville. It's going to be a great time. From what I hear, Rutledge, normally you're around the track, kind of hanging out with the fans, checking out the scenery inside the Speedway. But uh, for this weekend's kickoff coverage on NBC, you're going to be not at the track, but you're going to be out and about. Tell us a little bit about what you're going to be doing in Nashville uh, during the coverage of the, of the race on NBC. I'm doing a thing this week called City View. And, and you know, we always look for fun new ways to tell stories on NBC and, and one of those great ones is being downtown in Nashville seeing the heart of the city I mean there's so many great things that that city does to support what's happening out there at the track and so this weekend is going to be a perfect example whether it's hanging at Tootsie's or going to check out the pit stop challenge they've got uh, on Broadway I mean there's a million things you can go see that really scream NASCAR in the heart of Nashville. So I'm really excited about that opportunity to get to do something different because what it means is when we go to, let's say, Atlanta, uh, <clears throat> why don't I go by Sonoya Speedway oh. uh, instead of being at AMS Updates all the time? I mean, you know, Atlanta Motor Speedway is amazing and that's why we're there, but I think it gives us a chance to tell a lot of stories because, as you know, there's a ton of people that know a name like Bubba Pollard, but there's a lot of people that when they see him race something else, they go, well, Who is this guy? Where'd he come from? And what I love is that NBC wants to tell all those different stories that are out there that surround this sport and really tell what makes it so special. And you're talking about storylines, uh, Rutledge, and there's been a lot of storylines in the first half of the season covered by Fox. Now that they're handing things off over to you, are there any storylines that you saw in the first half of the season that you're really interested in? and discovering and maybe exploring more in this half of the, of the season as you take over coverage? you got to give credit to 12 different winners. I mean, what we've seen with this new car and what it's done to the field is amazing. To see a team like Trackhouse get wins for both of their cars, to see Kurt Busch again, and anything you put this guy in, he will find his way to the front. Uh, I was so excited he won in the in the Jordan car just because of me being such a big uh, Michael Jordan fan and loving his sneakers. That was just one of the coolest things, but... I think we're going to keep seeing new teams and, and fresher teams, I should say, to victory lane. I think that's going to keep happening. We saw 
in Sonoma, you know, having a guy like Michael McDowell on your heels, we know what a great road racer he is. I just think it's it's such a cool thing that's happening with this new car and the way it's kind of thrown everyone off equally, I think is how I would put it. So I think we're going to see more of that. But also we're going to keep seeing the battles. You know, what's going to happen as we look at the Xfinity Series and who's moving up, who's moving where, because we're real close to silly season happening. So it's going to be it's going to be a really interesting rest of the year, that's for sure. Speaking with Rutledge Wood here on a Southern Race Week Radio as he'll be a part of the NBC Sports team coverage of NASCAR the remainder of the season on the big NBC, USA Network, and Peacock as well. And uh, Rutledge, one of the great things I do love about NASCAR's coverage on NBC, and especially with yourself, uh, you're a guy who's out there in the fans. You're, you love the fans. That's where you feel more comfortable with, and the fans have really engaged with you. They love you right back. How enjoyable is it for you to be out there amongst the fans enjoying what they're doing and kind of giving maybe the fans back at home an experience of what it's like if they actually went out to the track to watch a race live. Oh yeah, man. I I mean, to me, it's everything, you know, what, what makes this sport special is those fans, you know, because if you think about it, every fan that's watching, the reason that they pull for a certain driver or a certain team is because they see something within that group or that person that they see in themselves. And so for me, I get to just sort of amplify what those things are. That's why I've been so lucky to, to always be in that position with the drivers where they, the drivers will give me a lot of times more stuff than they'll give other people because I'm never the person that runs up and says, Oh, second place. You guys stunk again. What happened? Which is a tough, let's be honest. That's a tough role. And I'm not built for that, but also, you know, all the things that we do throughout the year that sort of get ready for this half of the season or really every single weekend, it's all about building those, relationships and I want to tell the stories that when you look at a person like Daniel Suarez you know what what amazes me is Kyle Petty and I went down to Monterey Mexico uh, in 2018 2019 to really see who he was where he came from and to realize like there's no other pathway like there's not a Jeff Gordon um, sort of a thing there's not a Tony Stewart as an example all these California kids that have come over into NASCAR there wasn't a person like that for them. And so for me, I just love getting to be in that position to tell those stories, to remind people, yeah, they're just like us. They might have a cooler job on the weekend, but they still want to go fast. They want to beat their friends. And so many of them are the same cool people that we'd want to go have a beer or grab dinner with. Now, before I get out of here, Rutledge, uh, my kids would be upset with me if I did not ask this question of you, because uh, not only do you carry NASCAR coverage, but you're also the host of Floor is Lava, the second season now currently on Netflix, and they are huge fans of yours. And I think one of the coolest things about this season is we get to see more of you. Uh, you were kind of more of a voiceover in the first season. We saw you little bits pieces here and there, but to see you kind of involved in interacting with the contestants, uh, you're a guy who loves to interact with people, and I think that's why you're such a great, uh, not only host, but uh, a great MC and everything you've done. So uh, before we get out of here, tell me a little bit about the new season of uh, Floor is Lava. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate all the kind words. You know, Floor is Lava is so fun that, number one, NBC lets me go and play silly games like that with Netflix, uh, and it's such a fun thing to get to do. But, you know, the cool part for me is the fact that, you know, you and I have been watching racing and, and being around in the same areas for so long, but our kids get to see so many of these different things in a totally new way. What's fun for me is, you know, the first season of the show, we had 37 million viewers of the first month. Uh, and it went on to be number seven for Netflix Global for 2020, which is insane that I got to be a part of something like that. Season two, 
we tried to make it bigger and better. Now there's a volcano, and yeah, you get to see me. I'm in the lava lounge the whole time. So I'm interacting with people. I'm, I'm right above uh, all the rooms. And to see the way kids react to that, what's so special is that then they know they can watch me, and whether it's on the Kentucky Derby or the Indy 500 or this week in Nashville, they go, oh, I know that guy from Flores Lava. And so it's been a really special thing. NBC's embraced that. Well, Rutledge, we're really excited to see you continuing the coverage of NASCAR, NBC, uh, USA, and Peacock throughout the rest of the 2022 season. And when you make a stop at Atlanta Motor Speedway for the uh, Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart Race Week here at Atlanta Motor Speedway. Uh, good luck to you in the rest of the season, sir. I'm sure we'll catch up with you before the end of the season. And uh, continued success, and we'll see you at Atlanta Motor Speedway here in a few weeks. Thanks for having me. I'll be talking to you soon, buddy. What's up, everyone? It's Stephanie Moyer here, and you're listening to Southern Race Week. All right, welcome back to this brand-new week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio for you along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network. It's Southie's the wrap-up this week's edition of Southern Race Week Radio along with the Southern Race Week Radio podcast. And if you want to hear this episode again, or any of our previous episodes coming up on Monday, a brand new podcast version of the show from this week will be available for you at iHeartRadio, iTunes, Spotify, and SoundCloud. So check it out and subscribe to the podcast as well. And uh, thanks to our great guests this week, Bubba Pollard, Jamie Little, as well as Rutledge Wood. We appreciate them taking the time to join us. And next week here on Southern Race Week Radio, a special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio. We'll be speaking with Executive Vice President and General Manager Brandon Hutchinson. Also, we'll be speaking with Chase Briscoe, NASCAR Cup Series driver. Also, Doug Turnbull, the Performance Racing Network. So they'll be joining us next week on our special Atlanta Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio as we prepare for the Quaker State 400 presented by Walmart. And William Barber, even though he hasn't been on the air quite some time, has been wheeling and dealing, hitting the phones, and he's given us an opportunity to give away tickets. That's right, tickets for the Quaker State 400 race weekend presented by walmart he'll have it all for you uh let me uh, let me see what we got here so what, what's the package tickets pre-race pit passes tickets for saturday sunday pre-race pit passes all of your tickets that you have whether it's for for, for saturday or sunday gets you to the infield concert saturday night at atlanta motor speedway it's gonna be a party well, it's going to be great, so head on over to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Southern Race Week. Like the page, follow us, and you'll get all the instructions and directions on how to win those tickets. And also, don't forget about us on Twitter at SRW Radio. And that's going to do it for us this week here on Southern Race Week Radio. For William Barber, who is joining us, it's Alfie. Take care. Enjoy the rest of your weekend, and we'll catch back with you next week. Special Land Motor Speedway edition of Southern Race Week Radio along the far-flung Southern Race Week Radio Network.